Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's good, shipmates? I'm back to my old self, feeling great, because why? I get to fly back to Kansas City, but this time, I be going to Detroit for some big, big chiz, which means... I get to commiserate with another radio personality in CXXM for Detroit. And uh, I can only tell you I'm happy. But, folks, we just have an announcement as well. Happy anniversary to the godmother of WFC, the woman with a plan, the woman who you don't want to antagonize, Ms. Bourne Corbin. Please do not. This lady will snap you next. Ladies and gentlemen, Granny Hulkster. Well, B-Train, thank you so much for that happy anniversary wish. I mean, yes, fans, um, today is mine and my husband's, David, um, ninth year wedding anniversary. So um, we've been together. um, We met each other in 1999. We started dating in December 19th of 2003. So we've actually been together six years before we actually got married. So, but uh, it's been a good day. I had a Christmas party at church tonight, movie night. Um, I fixed chili and hot dogs for the movie night. You know, we watched Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Funny movie, you know. So uh, I thought if you'd be trained when we were sitting there watching that movie, you know, say that you live up in New York, you know, I just, I, I just thought of you all throughout that movie, so, but it's been a good day, uh, um, and, um, you know, I, I am truly a very blessed woman, uh, to have such a wonderful man that takes such good care of me, and loves my son unconditionally, I mean, it's, it's great, so... Well, folks, um, I got to say, you know, Granny is a very, very caring, loving, kind-hearted individual. Um, You know, she loves her wrestling. I love my wrestling. We're getting close to Christmas. You know, it's the time of year where you you just start just being so joyful, or maybe it's a sad time of year for some of you. I don't speak for – some of you is I just feel like you know this is like really big because I'm about to not transcend but evolve Wrestle Radio Network something that you know has not been able to be done by the previous person residing as a host but I gotta say folks it feels so good to be aligned finally with a co-host that's reliable someone who shows up on time and granny it's been it's been one hell of a ride for kurt and i as well you know going to his events like um, wfc going to see him in newbury cew overdrive in nashville i mean this guy folks is just moving on up the ladder in wrestling and he kind of like well you don't need to say all that you humble bastard you yes i do and speaking of home alone too (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know Speaking of Home Alone too, uh, 
Granny, sometimes I'm able to watch movies when I'm at work. Uh, as far as like you know, when there's no customers coming through, which is a rarity. I live in New York, folks, and there's always 1,200 rentals a night. Um, and uh, but know, yeah, I watched Home, I watched Home Alone too, too, Granny. That's funny. I watched, I watched that tonight at work, and they're like, "You watching Home Alone too?" It's like, "Let me see, let me see what part you're at." I was like, "Well, I'm at the part where the two morons, Marv and Harry, are chasing after Kevin at his. Uh, I think it was his dad's brother's house, his abandoned house. I'm like, and we yeah, got to the part yeah, his his uncle's house. They were." They were in Paris and they were renovating the the house and everything. They were in Paris and he set up all sorts of traps for them, you know, to uh, you know to catch them and you know and anybody that's ever seen Home Alone, you know, he did the same thing, you know, in his own house, you know, when these bad guys, you know, came to try to rob the house, you know. So I mean. These two actors that played the part of these guys, Marvin Harry, I mean, I don't think they could have better actors than those two guys, especially Marv. I mean, it just cracks me up. I mean, we sat there, and of course, we rented, you know, we we watched it on a DVD, you know, but um, but it was just like we sat there and laughed so hard. I mean, oh, it was just it it was just a fun fun night. I mean. Yeah. Uh, and one of my favorite parts of that movie is when he's running out of the room because when they're on to him about because his you know, his dad reported the credit card stolen and he's running out of, you know, he's running out in the hallway and he's Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And he comes in and Happy New Year. <laughs> and it's just so funny. I love that part, you know. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> you know, just I love that. Oh, yeah. See, I uh, actually went outside, Granny, to get my notebook full of results, folks, because we love our wrestling. Don't worry, you heathens. I will uh, address... First and foremost, good old B-Train. You know, before I do hit the music, or have my monkeys hit the music, you know, I um, I don't have actual monkeys. Thank you. Was it Tristan? Where are you from, dude? Uh, you're from Boston. Fuck off. No, I, I mean that in the nicest, sincerest of ways because I hate the Red Sox, not you. Uh yeah, actually, you got a good sense of humor. That's very rare from Boston. Okay, cool. Well, what do you like about our show, man? You like that it's all over the place? No? Okay. You like that it's... Okay, I just was like trying to sort through your messages here. Ah, Okay. You like when I give Granny Holster grief because you think we're like Heenan and Monsoon. Okay, that's that's <laughs> kind of funny. Oh. oh, that's funny. That is funny. I was like that's that's, that's kind of really funny. funny. Except for I've never. Yeah, Granny said I don't. I haven't heard her say, "Will you stop?" Nor have I. Well, yes, I have. Is what <laughs> Granny Holster? Yes. We all have officially invited you to Monster Factory. Oh, this is going to be great. Oh, my. Uh, that, that's, uh, folks, I got to get her out to the East Coast first. And then, you know, on top of that, which I wouldn't mind showing her around, you know, Jersey's not a prize to be won. It's not a bad, you know, for where it is, it's fine. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of places in Jersey I would not take Granny because of safety reasons. So, anyways, monkeys in the truck. We're gonna start off the night <clears throat> correctly. We're gonna do <clears throat> a reverse. First and foremost, I got to touch base with NXT. So I fooled you all again, Granny. I I'm impressed with Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. Those, these two, okay. Picture 
a uh, New Zealand version of Bailey. And Io Shirai is like Asuka's Japanese compatriot, as Mauro Ronello said. They were in a tag team match with two of the four horsewomen from the UFC, Yezamin Duke and Marina uh, Shafir, the wife of Roderick Strong. It seems like uh, Yezamin Duke and Marina Shafir underestimated Io Shirai and uh, Dakota Kai. And Dakota Kai and Io Shirai ended up winning with a, you know, Io Shirai's moonsault off the top rope. Matt Riddle was interviewed and said, I challenge Cassius Ono. I'll knock him out in seven seconds again, Granny. At uh, Los Angeles uh, War Games take or Takeover War Games Los Angeles, Matt Riddle, a graduate of Monster Factory, by the way, knocked out Cassius Ono, Granny, in seven seconds. Wow. That's amazing. He said, why, he, Cassius Ono was like, uh, why don't you, you're, you're too stupid to know you're not supposed to be out here. And Riddle's like, why don't you come in the ring and prove it? So they rang the bell, they grabbed the referee, and Matt Riddle spin kicks Cassius Ono right in the face. One, two, three. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Dominic Dog, uh, Djokovic, or whatever, he squared off against Aaron Mackey and won his debut match. <clears throat> Granny, I know you saw some faces you're not familiar with on the previews. For, uh, who's coming to Raw or SmackDown Live because they said they were going to give people different looks. One of those tag teams, you'll love these people, Granny. Um, heavy Machinery. They're, uh, if you can I remember, saw them advertised, yes. I saw them advertised. One of them, Otis Jojovic, Granny, he can do the worm. Oh, wow. Yes. And... Tucker Knight, those two, if you think back on, okay, combined public enemy from WCW and the Steiner brothers, that's heavy machine. Oh, my. They can, they can do a lot of high-flying maneuvers for a big team, and so the main event, Granny, you're going to, I know you're not one for bad guys winning but uh, or reuniting, but uh, Johnny Gargano went on a one-on-one with Aleister Black, in a cage match on an NXT live show. They've had one between Samoa Joe and <clears throat> Fowler. And it went, you know, it was really, they did some outlandish shit, man. Uh, Johnny Gargano's powerbomb of Aleister Black, he jumped, Granny, literally jumped like a spider monkey and powerbombed Aleister Black while he was on, you know, the cage. Oh, wow. So, I mean, NXT was so explosive tonight, even though it had like four matches. It was one of those, okay, Aleister Black was in control the entire time. He was trying to get outside the cage, and then Tommaso Ciampa came out. And I thought for sure he's not going to help Johnny Gargano at all. He slammed the door on Aleister Black, went inside the cage, and DIY was a tag team once upon a time. Gargano and uh, Ciampa, they reunited. And I was like, wow. And I was telling my friend, I go, you know, I should quit jokingly – I should stop jokingly making predictions about NXT because I joke that, oh, yeah, Johnny Gargano – knowing our luck, Gargano is probably the one that attacked Aleister Black. And he was. Oh, yeah, Gargano and Ciampa are going to reunite because they hate uh, Aleister Black. And they did. Maybe I should predict, Granny, that uh, Lesnar is going to get his ass handed to him at Royal Rumble by Braun Strowman. Then I think my predictions would go back on track. I'd hope. I'd hope that they do that. We can only hope. (laughs) On the side of NXT UK, okay, it's not a very, oh, yeah, Devlin, Granny, if you ever get a chance from the network to browse around, Jordan Devlin looks exactly like Finn Balor's evil twin. Really? It. I'm not shitting you. You'll be like, wow, V-Train was right. He has a who called um, Ireland's Last Call, and it's really unique movie. Beat um, Wild Boar, Mike Hitchman. Second match, Fabian Eichner versus Eddie Ryan, Plymouth's own hometown hero. Mustache Mountain in the third match versus Saxon Huxley and Tyson T-Bone. And when you mentioned Home Alone 2, Granny, these two looked like Marv and Harry. They had so many miscues in the match. It was like, gee, all that's missing is Kevin's traps. <laughs> you know, it was funny because 
Tyson T-Bone went for an elbow drop and he hit his own partner. Like, man alive, you guys look like Marvin Harry from Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Wow. Um, So the main event, Granny, was pretty interesting because you have Rhea Ripley versus Isla Dawn. They call her the White Witch of NXT, and she trained with, guess who? Sanity's own Killian Dane and uh, Alexander Wolfe. She trained under Nikki Cross as well. So that match was very back and forth. Isla hit her finisher, and Rhea somehow kicked out. Then, folks, Rhea hit a really cool – I like the um, name of her finish. It's called Riptide. And it's basically a pump handle slam. And, you know, she hits she hits it, and it looks really devastating. And she won the match, and she retained her NXT UK Women's Championship. And then the second card of NXT UK, Tony Storm is back. She beat Charlie Morgan. Flash Morgan Webster, um, a.k.a. the Mod Father. I love that. And Mark Andrews. They faced uh, James Drake and Zach Gibson. If you know he's filthy, take you know it's like if Zach Gibson's in the room, take your shoes off. If you feel he's staying still, take your shoes off. That's the chant they use for Zach Gibson. Granted, you would crack up. You would. It, it's funny because their crowd versus the NXT um, stateside crowd. I'd say the NXT UK crowd sounds like you're at a soccer match, literally. And then uh, let's see here the main event. Mm. Yes, Joe Coffey versus the Kiwi Buzzsaw, Travis Banks. Joe Coffey ended up winning the match. And that wraps up NXT UK. So now, folks, for real this time, I'm going to hit the music that's ever so famous, SmackDown Live. Hit the music, monkeys, for real. Hey, don't give me that look. roster a chance to showcase their abilities against different people, different matches, different looks. Shane started off the night addressing the entire SmackDown Live locker room and Granny, I found it. You know, they started booing him when he said I was on Raw last night. I was like, wow, the loyalties of um his roster really air apparent. Yes, and I I, I noticed that. I, I noticed the boot, you know and he's like, no, no, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 hear me out, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> SmackDown Live, folks, they're very passionate about their brand. I mean, they they got swept at Survivor Series, you know. The, people are seeing the new Daniel Bryan, which I don't know, Granny, what to make of that, but we'll get on to that in a later portion. So Paige is no longer the general manager of SmackDown Live. That's really kind of sad I think you know she did a well job uh, or did a really good job of keeping things even if you will or interesting she didn't play any favorites and, you know, it, was not, it, it was really nice to see her step down um, in a peaceful way yeah it was and then the night started off you know Becky Lynch went out to the ring and she said I don't normally you know I don't deal with office politics I deal with that right here and then of course Charlotte Flint had to intervene which granny I 
You know, it's funny. The the females are really starting to come to their own. They have been since 2016. They've evo- they're keep evolving their brand. You know, of of female wrestling in WWE, and I love it. Yes, I do realize they're Shimmer and Women of Honor, Terry. I'm well aware of that, my friend. And I believe that they're very talented people that are in Women of Honor. Trust me. Tessa Blanchard, anyone? You know, there's plenty more on the list. Anyways. The very first match, Granny, because since Vince came out and said, people want to change. We This is a new, is like, why are we bitching, basically, is what he said to Becky and Charlotte. And mm-hmm. uh, he said, you want to handle it with Ronda? You've you got to handle it accordingly. And so Naomi comes out, and I was kind of surprised, Granny. I was like, wow, Naomi, really? Yeah, I was too. That was a good match between Naomi and Asuka. I think... It was. Most people, underestimate, was. most people underestimate Granny the ability of Naomi to put on a good match because, you know, she's also happy-go-lucky. No, when she gets in the ring, folks, it's business. Okay? And I, yeah. you know, even though, Oscar, even though Oscar retained, I was like, that match took Oscar to the limits. And, um, of course, Becky and Charlotte were like, well, you failed. You know, you can't do what we did. It's very hard to be at the top of the mountain when everybody's going at the, trying to move positions in the pecking order but I believe that Naomi is going to be a future champion someday I don't know when but wow folks she showed us all something she did and then you have oh granny I bet you got a kick out of this when Miz went to the McMahon's Dressing room, I did. he tried to get Shane. <laughs> he tried to come, and Vince goes, he can't come out and play right now. It's like, wow. <laughs> Guess the Miz was trying to get a play date. That the Miz, oh yes, the mixed match challenge. Uh, well, okay, Samoa Joe tried to one up on Jeff Hardy, Granny, and he got his comeuppance. It's kind of funny because Jeff said. I, you know, I consulted with my demons, and we all agree you haven't gotten past yours. And then <coughs> a little twist of fate action, and then Joe goes down like a sack of rocks in the East River. Uh, let's see. The second match was whew, Miz and, of course, Corey Graves. Holy shit, that obsession with Mandy Rose Granny is quite disturbing. Oh, I know it is. It's uh, it, it's kind of like, wow, are you a fanboy, dude? It's funny. I love it. You play it up, and you have a wife. I hope you. I hope she's okay, and you have kids. And I know it's gimmicked, and I know this. It's a show, but like, wow, man, can you say the word obsessed much, or the words obsessed much? Because he is funny, Granny. Because during that match, the Miz, you know, he comes out with Mandy Rose, and then our Truth and Carmella. Our truth grabs the mic and goes, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to face you and Maurice. And Maurice. And I, I know. I, I love that. I thought it was. <laughs> I said, oh, I my gosh. So really? I mean, I was just like, okay, <laughs> you know. I thought it was funny, too. I I actually got, believe it or not, I actually got to watch all of SmackDown last night for a change. I mean, Wow. I was supposed to I well, I was supposed to go to a visit a friend's visitation that had passed away and I just totally she'd been sick for so long and I I knew it was last night and I was just like I I've had so much going on this past week, you know, um just getting ready for you know, doing everything, you know, and I just, I totally forgot about it, and I felt so bad that I missed her visitation, but um, I just, you know, I, but I was, I was tired, I just, I needed to rest, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay home, I'm just going to watch SmackDown for a change, and I actually got to watch the whole thing last night for a change, I was, I was amazed, I was like, oh, wow, I get to watch SmackDown, so... Basically, folks, it was funny. Okay, yes, the Miz won the match, but the the fun part was, I mean, it fits. It fit with the night. They had a comedic match, you know, Miz, <clears throat> uh, Mandy Rose, and 
Truth and Carmella. I still find it funny that Truth chose Connecticut as their destination of vacation. That's hilarious. The Cultural Epic Center. I mean, I guess, you know, superstars from around the world, that's the Cultural Epic Center, right? Carmelo's face was like, really? You chose Stanford, Connecticut, where we signed our contracts when we first started. It was so funny. Those two have become an interesting pair. I I must say, they've become an interesting pair with each other. You know, Granny, you remember when R-Truth was trying to face Carmelo for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I then, did too. <laughs> and then, okay, so moving on, folks. The third match, the Usos versus the Good Brothers. I haven't seen Gallows and Anderson in forever, Granny. I I was wondering. I know, I hadn't put either. Them back I was like, wow, Carl Anderson, you know, folks, again, graduates of the Monster Factory, Luke Gallows, those two. <clears throat> they decided to take on the Usos, and it was a good match until, well, the bar came out, and we all know how yep. much of a love loss there is between the bar and the Usos, because the Usos are also former SmackDown Live tag team champions, so they... I guess had some unfinished business. And then, again, there's some people, folks, that we have not seen in forever. Finally, the reason for this title, in chaos there is only sanity. United, they purge. And they basically purged, well, Gallows, Anderson, Jimmy, Jay. Sanity left their mark. They let everyone – they put everyone on notice. You want to mess – with a great tag team. They were once upon a time, folks, tag team champions, Killian Dane and Eric Young in NXT. They're no strangers to tag team gold. So, yeah, the bar ran in there, like, they, you know, picking the bones, as Tom Phillips put it, like jackals seeing, you know, a dead carcass. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, Granny, the tag team division is going to get some spice to it because – if Sanity is involved, they're one of my all-time favorite factions in the world because they're absolutely batshit insane. Just like, you know, I saw Nikki Cross's Instagram, which makes me sound like an Uber fanboy, but, you know, who cares? Nikki Cross is one of my favorites, Granny, because I'm so glad she got introduced earlier this year to Granny Hulkster, and Granny tells me, I now see what B-Train sees. All I see is a lovely young lady. That's all I see. You know, she's not crazy. She's just misunderstood. Well, definitely <laughs> that. Yeah, she's she's definitely misunderstood. All right. <laughs> but she she was a very. Uh, I mean, when I first saw her come out, I was like, okay, this is the. This is the person that Betrayed has been talking about all this time, and I, I, I just was like amazed at her. You know, oh, let's play, come out to play. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you want to play? She goes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny, Granny, when she's like bouncing around, all giddy as you know, schoolgirl. You know, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But then. <laughs> He's a Nikki Cross, NXT's twisted, twisted sister. Who do you think you are stepping to the man? She just grabs the microphone as if it's like a toy and says, I'll play with you, Becky. I'll play. Mm-hmm. You want to play? Come play with Nikki. Come play with Nikki. Let's play. Let's play. And then Becky says, the champ doesn't play the champ fights. Sorry I miss Becky's <clears throat> champion, but you know what? I'm so thrilled that Asuka is the current SmackDown Live Women's Champion because I I have followed her a little bit in Japan, Granny. I followed her career before she got to WWE, and now that she's on the top of the mountain, it's so good. It's like it's refreshing that SmackDown Live can change the scenery. Not to say that Raw didn't do that, but hey, you know SmackDown Live has their own brand of crazy, and you have. Becky, Charlotte, Asuka, Naomi, every woman on that roster is nuts. Every woman on SmackDown Live, and if they deny it, you guys are lying. You guys are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Because I've seen it, folks. I mean, I've seen firsthand just how crazy the women's division is in SmackDown Live. Come on. Even Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, 
they all get <clears throat> I, I would say temperamental, but that's not the word I would use to describe it. I'm gonna use the adjectives batshit crazy or the phrase or the catchphrase. But anyways, the the main event, Granny, this had me shaking my head going, Wow, did that just happen? Yeah. You had you had AJ Styles. And you had Mustafa Ali, who just signed to the active roster of SmackDown Live, versus the WWE World Heavyweight or SmackDown Live World Heavyweight Champion Daniel Bryan, and an odd pairing with Andrade seeing all this with Zelina Vega. I'm surprised she didn't get involved in the match at all. But, oh, I um, am too. You know, Zelina has a way of uh, being snake. Uh, you know, and the match was very good. It told a story. Uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, he hit a few of his high knees, was toying around with submission maneuvers with Mustafa Ali. And 0-4, 0-5-4, I believe, is the name of his finish. It's a reverse moonsault or whatever it is, and he rotates a lot. And he, can, he saw that kid, man. He got some airtime. He has some pretty sweet moves, Granny. He's going to do good for SmackDown did. Live. I have a feeling. I think he'll be. I think he will be really awesome for SmackDown Live. I mean, I was totally amazed at his. Uh, I was just totally amazed at his moves, the way he did things, and I think he's going to be a very strong competitor. Uh, he he's going to um, he's going to be difficult to to deal with. I think you know as far as you know because I mean he is. He is good at what he does, and I think he'll I think he'll go far. You know, once if you know if he's given the chance to, I think he'll do really really well. I think, Granny, and this is what I'm going to touch on, folks, in about you know a minute or two, because this is off the rails uncensored, and I haven't I put, I overplay Punk's theme way too much. Yeah, I get it, my friend. You just said I put it's like, dude. It's my show, but I'm just going to get to that later. Um, for the first time, Granny, I get the feel that WWE is going back to its roots. For the first time, I feel that they're truly uh, being in touch with their uh, inner fan voice, and the fan voice or voices told them, <clears throat> you better change your shit or else we're going to walk out or tune you out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on that note, folks, you know, put your fucking seatbelts on. Put your headphones over. In the next, uh, say, you know, part of this segment called "Off the Rails," which I haven't done one of these in quite some time, and I think it's overdue. So, <laughs> prepare for a journey into good old Brian Rails' mind. You might be surprised. Dig it. shows and that was I'll just look at the results I won't even care to watch your shit show I will just look at the results and call it a day well I guess word got in that 2,600,000 people were averaging watching your show so when it comes to giving us what we want we're not a spoiled child but we do we do watch what you're doing and I've been saying this on multiple occasions. What's up, United States? What's up, UK? Granny, get this. Mexico City, hola, what's up? 
Japan, what's up? Latvia, India, Indonesia, Australia, Canada, what's up? Anyways, I've been saying this for a long time. I have been on the other spectrum. It does not mean I know everything, but I kind of have the gist of how things work. So does Granny. So I'm glad that you guys finally got the hint that when you don't give the fans a semblance of what we want, then what we become is disillusioned in a bad way. And uh, we hope, Granny and I sincerely hope, that you continue to give us what we want. Because, Granny, for the first time, man, I feel a good vibe about both SmackDown Live and both you know, Monday Night Raw. I do too. It's the feeling that we used to feel when shows were going on in 2002 to 2004. And before that, when it was 99 and then on, you know, and before that, 97, and I can keep going backwards. Some people are constant fans. That's Granny and myself. It's our form gate from the real world and, the you know, the horrible things that are going on in the news or the good things, you know, it's seldom seen like breakthroughs or scientific experiments, you know, to help create a cure for something like cancer. But it's just like, man, I'm so glad that uh, the shows or the higher-ups are making efforts to give the fans, well, one simple word, a show. And we just saw that on Monday Night Raw with the gauntlet, the women's gauntlet match, which I failed to mention that last show. But Natty had a really good showing with Sasha Banks, you know, and yeah. seven other women that per- – yeah, it was like, wow, Monday Night Raw feels like <clears throat> Monday Night Raw again. And it's surprising, folks, because Granny was able to complete watching both shows. She normally doesn't have the time because of obligations or church meetings, whatever. But I was, like, shocked. I was like, wow, she watched both Raw and SmackDown Live. That is such, you know, it's like, wow, I think WWE, not just because Granny watched the show, but, like, they're starting to get a generalized consensus that if we give the fans what they want, we'll see what the results are. And I believe after <clears throat> doing some research on Gary with Donut after the holidays, Granny, I guarantee, I guarantee you that the ratings – had to go up. Yeah, most definitely. Because Vince was on the show, man. It's a rarity, folks, to see Vince McMahon on and he live was television. On SmackDown, because... and, he, and he was on SmackDown as well. So, you know, and that is a rarity in itself when he appears on both shows, you know, two nights in a row. That is a rarity for, for him. He I mean, you might see him to. on you might see him on one or the other, but um, it's been a while since he's appeared on both Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. I think, Granny, it's it's funny because I mentioned earlier like the main <clears throat> reason for this title. I think, folks, a lot of you who don't watch NXT, um, you're starting to see an influx of what was happening when NXT first started in 2013. Yes, the game show NXT in 2009 with Daniel Bryan and David Otunga and Wade Barrett and all of them. But when NXT, Granny, began, more or less nobody really thought they were going to go further than two or three years. Now look what it's become because you're seeing EC3, Heavy Machinery, and Nikki Cross, and I am just going to be on edge if I see Lars Sullivan versus Braun Strowman. I just, to me, I think those two could make the ring shake. Oh, my gosh. That, they'd probably end up busting the ring. Just like Big Show and Lesnar. Just like, mm-hmm. well, Big Show Mark Henry. I mean, I just, Granny, it's amazing how they're giving the fans a fantasy Warfare, even without the warfare beginning. So I'm excited, folks, for the first time in a long time because you got to keep that excitement in you as a fan. The hope, that's another word that exists. Hope does exist 
for WWE because a lot of fans will I don't like the garbage bullshit, blah, 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 and they try to make themselves sound, you know, all superior by using terminologies and shit. Well, I got news for you. Yes, Ring of Honor is a hot commodity because that's where some of WWE's talent came out of. Sasha Banks, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, <clears throat> Punishment Martinez. The list goes on, folks. <clears throat> I do know my uh, Ring of Honor stuff, okay? I know that Gabe Sapolsky ran it in 2002. Now Delirious is helping run it. So um, you see a lot of influx of talent from both Ring of Honor, NXT, Progress Wrestling, you know, ICW, that's where Nikki Cross, Aleister Black, Killian Dane. It's it's very much like, man, I'm so thrilled that they're finally giving the talent of NXT a chance to get their feet wet on the main rosters to see if they actually can have a good fit. I can tell you, Granny, EC3 is no joke, man. He is, um, he's got a pretty good resume. He used to be the tag team partner of uh, CM Punk. Yeah. He, uh... <clears throat> And now, you know, he left NXT and came back. He, I can just imagine who he's going to face off with because he left um, some pretty good impressions on, on a lot of people if they're calling up Nikki Cross and if they're calling up, you know, all these other talents. I can just say, man, for the first time ever, I, I just, I'm like a kid in the candy store because it's exciting. It's going to be exciting to see what they bring in 2019. It's going to be exciting yeah, sure. year for everyone. It's it's amazing because, you know, New Japan's got Wrestle Kingdom. Well, now WWE has their shakeup. <clears throat> it's always good to have somebody be decent instead of being terrible because if, 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 if a football team is terrible and they're non-competitive and they don't do a damn thing, like, okay, for example, the Cleveland Browns versus the uh, Denver Broncos. Who would have thought, folks, that the Cleveland Browns would uh, beat the Broncos by point? See, when you've got talent, a talented QB like Baker Mayfield, going against an injury-plagued Bronco team, you know, it's always good to see the Browns or Raiders or, you know, a team that hasn't been good all year. Like the Texans used to be terrible, Granny, and now look at them. They got, they've got a playoff berth, I believe. Yeah. If if they you know it's it's like I say folks WWE was that <clears> team <throat> like the Cleveland Browns that really are lifeless now they're starting to show signs of life by giving the fans exactly what we want because like Triple H said you guys are the authority you guys get what you want I hope that's true I do too because you can't look at things in negative connotation all the time. It was getting old, singing the same old song. I hope Raw gets better, but knowing them, who knows? And then all of a sudden, you know, when they saw, they probably had a meeting and say, look, we really need to change shit around because we can't just be doing this for ourselves. I'm sure that's not what it sounded like, and I don't speak for Vince and them. But, Granny, even I was getting, at one point, confused at what they were trying to send what type of message they were trying to give the fans because we weren't knowing. We were completely like, okay, you're feuding this group with this group, and then that feud went away. Then you have Baron Corbin take over as general manager for almost two months, and we're like, or three months, and he had his personal vendettas against a lot of the superstars like Finn Balor or Apollo Crews. And was playing favorites. Now that's been put on notice. Yeah, that's been put on notice. So it's just like, thank you. But now one more thing, if you're listening, because social media does have a powerful voice. Could you do Granny and I a favor, Vince, and possibly remove the championship away from Brock Lesnar's waist? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Because I think fans, we don't care if it was a homeless bum <clears throat> off the street that had muscles. Anybody is better than Lesnar. Very true. You know? Very true. So, and, okay, if you're listening to fans' podcast, which I know is kind of funny, 
Because after months and months and months of begging and beseeding and pleading and, and Granny admitting that, you know, she's a Raiders and Yankees fan and huge bliss and Miz fan, I mean, it was it was to the point, folks, where I had to question what kind of universe are we in if Lesnar keeps holding this championship? She, you know, I, I always ask Granny, I said, are we doing this right? Are we? Did we do something wrong to deserve this punishment? of a champion that only shows up when it's convenient for him. I know I was beginning, I was thinking the same thing. Like what, what have we done to deserve such horrible, a horrible situation to have to deal with somebody like Brock Lesnar. And, you know, I mean, I am a firm believer. If you are a champion, you are truly honored to hold that title belt, whatever it may be, whether it's a heavyweight championship, a tag team championship, a women's championship, whatever the championship may be. You know, if you're champion, yes, you're going to realize, yes, I am a target. You know, you might as well a bullseye on that person's back because they are going to be a target. But with that being said, I have never seen anybody else just show up when they want to. I mean, AJ Styles. I mean, I've, you know, I personally got to meet AJ Styles back in July 4th of 2014 at NWA Summer Clash in Benton, Arkansas. And that was before he you know, went to WWE, obviously, and, but it's like, proud of that championship, or I would think you would be proud of that championship, I know I would be if I was a champion, and I would defend it if I was a champion, but I'm not, but with that also being said, I don't know why Brock Lesnar gets special privileges just because of who he is or what he does. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I mean, he does not deserve to hold that title belt. It's like having a job. If you don't show up for work, if you don't show up for your job, get it. I, I have tried to, I have tried to sit there and realize and think, okay, why is this happening? Why are they putting us through this? You know, and I still, I don't have any answers, you know, because I'm not the powers that be that makes these decisions. And I'm not sure I would want to be, but I just, it, it really irritates me sometimes because I'm thinking, okay, why don't you have to defend that title? Like, any other champion would. What makes you so special that you get away with doing what you want to do? And I just, I, I just have a hard time figuring that out sometimes. You know, Granny is, uh, like I said, I always say this as a connotation, as a, you know, an asterisk, <clears throat> as a former worker myself. I can clearly state this. If you were to show up to promotion and you win a title and you you don't even promote it, you don't even it's like Lesnar doesn't care. So I hope to God that it does not take ten months for the for the message to get through. Because I know Vince is a very good guy. And some people say, well, the decisions he makes, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of flack that Vince gets. That's what happens, folks, when you own a company that has over 800 employees. I remember a long time ago, Granny, I've tried out for WWE twice. I've met Vince. I don't know him personally. I have met Stephanie. I don't know her personally. I have met Hunter. And the job that they 
the job titles that come with those individuals that I just listed off, let me tell you, I don't think in some capacity that they would want people to feel as if they, they you know, we were wrong, we were punished. I don't speak for them, like I said, but I do know that back in 2014, when I walked through the doors of NXT, they told us, you have the opportunity to become a champion. You have the opportunity to be great. And Dusty Rhodes, man, is just standing. It's amazing, Granny. Arm's length, a, a standing right there in front of Dusty Rhodes. And imagine if I were, if I had imagined, and I'd say to myself, if I was a champion, man, I would love to defend my championship inside of Madison Square Garden. That's where I'm from, folks. And I'm not the biggest or baddest competitor when it came to pro wrestling. But when I see Lesnar do what he's doing, that is a slap to the face of every single professional that has stepped through those ropes and bled and sacrificed inside that ring. That is a slap to all of our faces, man. How fucking dare you? You're a champion, and you only show up 14 times in the year. Must be nice, motherfucker, because you make $12 million. Oh, yeah. You want to listen to the fans? Here's the blunt slap to the face. Quit screwing us around. Quit giving us a champion on Monday Night Raw. That is non-existent. That title belt might as well be called Casper because it's a ghost. It doesn't show up. Well, and you mentioned you mentioned about him not showing up. <clears throat> what was it that they were talking about on Monday Night Raw? They were tired of the absentee manager. Okay, so if they're tired of the absentee manager, shouldn't they be tired of an absentee champion? Throwing That's that out what I there. Was going to, yeah, I was going to address that next. If you really listen to our stuff, if you really listen to social media or, the, or you see the tweets, you see the posts on Facebook from all the groups, yes, WWE folks, they pay attention to what's on your social media. Trust me. Because they brief you on that when you go through the doors in Orlando and Tampa and Houston and Atlanta. Trust me. They, they, it's not that they have not been listening, but Jesus Christ must have been one really loud yell from the social media world because not only that, but the, like I said, Granny, there's a lot of factors that go into this that we're probably not addressing that they know that fans are sick and tired of this bullshit. So please, by all means, I'm okay with SmackDown Live because Daniel Bryan, he does compete. He, he, despite him being all kinds of weird, which I don't quite, I mean, I get it. You know, you have to have a definitive heel in the world of wrestling. You have to have your, you used to be, you had all, you know, the baby, you used to be able to distinct someone by the cheers and the booze. Now it's so fucking half and half, not to blame John Cena. Cena sucks. Let's go Cena, whatever. <clears throat> but guess what? John Cena is right about something. If you get a reaction from the crowd, guess what? We are doing our jobs if we do that. And I'm speaking from a worker's perspective because I'm going to do this. If if I was to be a champion and I did not defend my championship and my name was not Brock Lesnar, guess what? I would have been fired within the first 60 days of contract because that's a breach of fucking contract. How the fuck are you getting away with this, dude? How? Because you have social anxiety? Good. I do too. I have fucking Asperger's, you fucking prick. I would love to see my best friend kick the fuck out of you if he got the opportunity. And you all know who my best friend is, Kurt Gannon. Because at one point, Granny, we were in the backstage area, and okay, you know, they, you know, going by, they're doing their rounds, whatever, going over what's going to happen for the pull apart with Taker and uh, Lesnar. Well, Curtis <clears throat> is just standing there, and Lesnar looks at him, stops, and stares Kurt down. And I'm thinking, I wish, I wish. 
with all my might, and I may get this wish, that Kurt Gannon gets to NXT, gets bumped up to main roster, and then proceeds to beat the holy fuck out of that piece of shit Brock Lesnar. Oh, I would love that myself. Because you want to, you know, Granny, here's the thing. I'm going to call him out on this shit. He calls it Suplex City? Oh, really? So you only do one suplex. It's the release German. Ah, you know, Kurt can do T-Bone. He can do Fisherman's. I mean, you tell him to do some, he'll hook it in and do it. But, you know, Lesnar, okay, granted, you were the youngest WWE champion. You were considered to be one of the best. And, yeah, I know the title said something about sanity. I've already mentioned my infatuation with the psychotic group. I love I love you guys to death. Eric Young, <clears throat> Killian Dane, Alexander Wolf, and uh, Nikki Cross. But back on the subject, folks, if Kurt ever gets the opportunity to get into WWE again, but not as an extra, I will just tell you right now, sir, you think Paul Heyman's a loose cannon on the microphone? I love you to death. You're a great manager. You obviously have the accolade of owning ECW, one of the most successful underrated wrestling faction groups in history. You are an amazing talent on the mic, but here's the thing, Paul. Your client your client goes one-on-one with my client. You want to see what Suplex City really looks like, bitch? I will <laughs> fucking be only too glad to tell you. Mr. Gannon will be happy to oblige. Yes, he would. You know, I, I've only I've only had a <clears throat> a few opportunities to actually get to see Kurt Russell, like when he's come to WFC, and I was amazed the first time I saw him wrestle. I was just absolutely stunned by his talent that he has, and I'm thinking, <clears throat> wow, this is an absolutely amazing. And yes, I would love to see Kurt make it into the WWE and take on Brock Lesnar and put him in his place. And I tell you, if there would be any way that Granny could be there front row and front and center to support Kurt, I would I would do it. I I would find a I would find a way if I had to. I mean, I because I would want to support my friend. And I I would just love to see him put Brock Lesnar in his place. I really would. You know, folks, they say that, you know, storms leave devastation. Okay. You know, they leave, you know, little to, they leave some things flying. Cyclones, they leave complete and utter destruction. And, um, Mr. Lesnar, your days as WWE champion are numbered, sir. You think that, oh, yeah, you can get by on German suplex and clotheslines in the ring. Well, you know what, dude? I hate to break it to you, but times are changing. And hopefully that supposed title reign that you have will come to an abrupt end. You don't make promises, Mr. Heyman. You actually follow through because you speak vicariously through that bitch better known as Brock Lesnar. Well, Becky Lynch was more of a champion than you, and she's better known as the man. Very true. I um, I'm one for <clears throat> an adv- you know an advocacy, and I um, I don't speak for Kurt. I never will. But I, I just want to say, if you are truly listening to us on the airwaves, I'm not apologetic when it comes to being blunt. And we, Granny and I, have been blunt on this issue multitudes amount of times. SmackDown Live has a champion. Okay, it's Raw's turn. <clears throat> because, folks, on, on this show, I don't have any fucking filters. And a long time ago, a gentleman gave me the platform to say exactly how I feel. I feel that WWE is doing good things. They're doing great things. They're not, you know, it's it, the, my, the jury's still out type feel, but hey, man, enjoy enjoy it while it lasts type feel. Monday, folks, this is our next to last show because it's 
Christmas, damn it. And so Christmas on Tuesday, Granny and I will be doing a show Monday on Christmas Eve to wish you all a happy holiday. Um, how do I put this? I'm working on Christmas, which blows ass. But it's okay because I'll be making money. It's no big no big deal. But when we come back from the holidays, Granny and I have much ground to cover about, you know, Royal Rumbles coming up, uh, money in the bank in the year, and then of course all the in between pay per views. But Granny, did you happen to catch before I go, um, did you happen to catch Edge and Christian's tidbit? Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. There's anyone that can dorkify us anymore. It's and they show Pete Gas. Oh my god. You look like a backup singer for NSYNC. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were trying to do Dance Dance Revolution folks on cardboard. I about lost my shit. Edge and Christian are fucking geniuses. I love you two. Although, doesn't Icon have a thing for Edge? No, it's Big Swing. Oh. Big Should Swing is a big Edge now fan. He, he, I'm sorry? <laughs> I was joking. I said, should we get a marriage license for them now or later? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but no. But, but yeah, uh, Big Swing is the Edge head. He likes Edge. He's a big Edge uh, fan. Yeah, and Icon is, I mean, supposedly now he has been telling Big Swing this for I don't know how many months, but he is actually trying to get Edge come on Attitude Era Live. And I, I, and you know, Big Swing made the comment one night, oh, if that happens, I just, you know, I, I'm just going to be so excited and I mean, I don't know if he was excited to the point that he would end up peeing his pants. But, you know, I, mean, just, I mean, he 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 is, and he's very much yes. He he edges one of his favorite people. Maybe I should just message on Twitter. I don't know if that's impersonal. Not really. I don't think I should do that. But you know, they say Twitter is a powerful tool, man. Uh, I do have some connections, not all, but I, uh, I think I might do that. Probably not get a response, but I don't think fans, I'm really going to go do that, but you never know. I have JR on Instagram and he's messaged me once or twice, but, um, yeah, see good old Brian Rails is full of surprises, folks. Not about who you know, it's about how you make those connections. And I might end up doing that, asking JR for advice on how to ask a guest that's a big, big, big name, multiple tag team champion, innovator of the match called TLC. <clears throat> that's why they have a pay-per-view, because of Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, and the Hardys. Anyways, folks, Granny, I got to go eat. I love you. Happy holidays. Um... Yes, folks, if you didn't believe what good old Brian Reynolds has to say, then I got three choice words for you. Well, actually, five, six, whatever, you asshole, Vinny. You fucked hard. He's coming on the cue cards, Granny, and saying, Merry Christmas is two. And he said, <laughs> forget about it, it's three. So five. Yeah, fuck you. You can't see my middle finger, you fuck. Anyways. Got five choice words for you, you particular bastard with cue cards. I didn't include those words. Merry Christmas and forget about it. Oh, yeah. Granny? And if you didn't like what Granny Hulkster has to say, what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you and from our family to your families, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Go sweating like Clark Griswold, but not quite to this, you know, extreme extent. Happy holidays. Toodles, bitches. Look in my What do you see? The
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.